Today is the 29th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's it's wonderful to be here around the global campfire today to take that next step forward. And we need that next step, don't we? Each and every day we do, but some days more than others, it seems. It's great to be here with you today as we put one foot in front of the other. And those of us who are like, I just can't drag my feet. I can't, I can't take another step. We're all in this together. And so we just carry each other. It's good to be here. We're all going to get through. We're all going to take another step. And our next step leads us back into this drama that is unfolding in the land of Egypt, where the children of Israel have been enslaved. Centuries have passed since we were in the book of Genesis, and now it is God's intention to set his people free. So we pick up the story with Exodus today, chapters 8 and 9. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and tell him, This is what the Lord has said Release my people in order that they may serve me. But if you refuse to release them, then I am going to plague all your territory with frogs. The Nile will swarm with frogs, and they will come up and go into your house, in your bedroom, and on your bed, and into the houses of your servants and your people, and into your ovens and your kneading troughs. Frogs will come up against you, your people, and all your servants. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron, Extend your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the canals, and over the ponds, and bring the frogs up over the land of Egypt. So Aaron extended his hand over the waters of Egypt, and frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. The magicians did the same with their secret arts and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt too. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Pray to the Lord that he may take the frogs away from me and my people, and I will release the people that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, You may have the honor over me. When shall I pray for you, your servants and your people, for the frogs to be removed from you and your houses, so that they will be left only in the Nile? He said, Tomorrow. And Moses said, It will be as you say so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will depart from you, your houses, your servants, and your people. They will be left only in the Nile. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried to the Lord because of the frogs that he had brought on Pharaoh. The Lord did as Moses asked. The frogs died in the houses, the villages, and the fields. The Egyptians piled them in countless heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, extend your staff and strike the dust of the ground, and it will become gnats throughout all the land of Egypt. They did so. Aaron extended his hand with his staff. He struck the dust of the ground, and it became gnats on people and on animals. All the dust of the ground became gnats throughout all the land of Egypt. 
When the magicians attempted to bring forth gnats by their secret arts, they could not. So there were gnats on people and on animals. The magician said to Pharaoh, It is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted. The Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and position yourself before Pharaoh as he goes out to the water, and tell him, This is what the Lord has said. Release my people that they may serve me. If you do not release my people, then I am going to send swarms of flies on you, and on your servants, and on your people, and in your houses. The houses of the Egyptians will be full of flies, and even the ground they stand on. But on that day I will mark off the land of Goshen where my people are staying, so that no swarms of flies will be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of this land. I will put a division between my people and your people. This sign will take place tomorrow. The Lord did so. A thick swarm of flies came into Pharaoh's house and into the houses of his servants and throughout the whole land of Egypt. The land was ruined because of the swarms of flies. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God within the land. But Moses said, That would not be the right thing to do, for the sacrifices we make to the Lord our God would be an abomination to the Egyptians. If we make sacrifices that are an abomination to the Egyptians right before their eyes, will they not stone us? We must go on a three-day journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God, just as he is telling us. Pharaoh said, I will release you so that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you must not go very far. Do pray for me. Moses said, I am going to go out from you and pray to the Lord, and the swarms of flies will go away from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow. Only do not let Pharaoh deal falsely again by not releasing the people to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did as Moses asked. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also, and did not release the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has said. Release my people that they may serve me. For if you refuse to release them and continue holding them, then the hand of the Lord will surely bring a very terrible plague on your livestock in the field, on the horses, the donkeys, the camels, the herds, and the flocks. But the Lord will distinguish between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, and nothing will die of all that the Israelites have. The Lord set an appointed time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this in the land. And the Lord did this on the next day. All the livestock of the Egyptians died, but of the Israelites' livestock not one died. Pharaoh sent representatives to investigate, and indeed, not even one of the livestock of Israel had died. But Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he did not release the people. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, 
take handfuls of soot from a furnace and have Moses throw it into the air while Pharaoh is watching. It will become fine dust over the whole land of Egypt and will cause boils to break out and fester on both people and animals in all the land of Egypt. So they took soot from a furnace and stood before Pharaoh. Moses threw it into the air and it caused festering boils to break out on both people and animals. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for boils were on the magicians and on all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted to Moses. The Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning, stand before Pharaoh, and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has said. Release my people so that they may serve me. For this time I will send all my plagues on your very self and on your servants and your people, so that you may know that there is no one like me in all the earth. For by now I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with plague, and you would have been destroyed from the earth. But for this purpose I have caused you to stand, to show you my strength, and so that my name may be declared in all the earth. You are still exalting yourself against my people by not releasing them. I am going to cause very severe hail to rain down about this time tomorrow. Such hail has never occurred in Egypt from the day it was founded until now. So now, send instructions to gather your livestock and all your possessions in the fields to a safe place. Every person or animal caught in the field and not brought into the house... The hail will come down on them, and they will die. Those of Pharaoh's servants who feared the Lord's message hurried to bring their servants and livestock into their houses. But those who did not take the Lord's message seriously left their servants and their cattle in the field. Then the Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand toward the sky, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt on people and on animals and on everything that grows in the field in the land of Egypt. When Moses extended his staff toward the sky, the Lord sent thunder and hail, and fire fell to the earth. So the Lord caused hail to rain down on the land of Egypt. Hail fell and fire mingled with the hail. The hail was so severe that there had not been any like it in all the land of Egypt since it had become a nation. The hail struck everything in the open fields, both people and animals, throughout all the land of Egypt. The hail struck everything that grows in the field, and it broke all the trees of the field to pieces. Only in the land of Goshen, where the Israelites lived, was there no hail. So Pharaoh sent and summoned Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous, and I and my people are guilty. Pray to the Lord, for the mighty thunderings and hail are too much. I will release you, and you will stay no longer. Moses said to him, When I leave the city, I will spread my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease, and there will be no more hail, so that you may know that the earth belongs to the Lord. But as for you and your servants, I know that you do not yet fear the Lord God. 
Now the flax and the barley were struck by the hail, for the barley had ripened and the flax was in bud. But the wheat and the spelt were not struck, for they are later crops. So Moses left Pharaoh, went out of the city, and spread out his hands to the Lord. And the thunder and the hail ceased, and the rain stopped pouring on the earth. When Pharaoh saw that the rain and hail and thunder ceased, he sinned again. Both he and his servants hardened their hearts. So Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he did not release the Israelites as the Lord had predicted through Moses. Matthew 19, 13-30 Then little children were brought to him for him to lay his hands on them and pray. But the disciples scolded those who brought them. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not try to stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And he placed his hands on them and went on his way. Now someone came up to him and said, Teacher, what good thing must I do to gain eternal life? He said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Which ones? he asked. Jesus replied, Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, I have wholeheartedly obeyed all these laws. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you wish to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he was very rich. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were greatly astonished when they heard this and said, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and replied, this is impossible for mere humans, but for God, all things are possible. Then Peter said to him, Look, we have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, in the age when all things are renewed, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And whoever has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first Psalm 24, a psalm of David. The Lord owns the earth and all it contains, the world and all who live in it. 
for he set its foundation upon the seas and established it upon the ocean currents. Who is allowed to ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may go up to his holy dwelling place? The one whose deeds are blameless and whose motives are pure, who does not lie or make promises with no intention of keeping them. Such godly people are rewarded by the Lord and vindicated by the God who delivers them. Such purity characterizes the people who seek his favor, Jacob's descendants who pray to him. Selah. Look up, you gates. Rise up, you eternal doors. Then the majestic king will enter. Who is this majestic king? The Lord, who is strong and mighty. The Lord, who is mighty in battle. Look up, you gates. Rise up, you eternal doors. Then the majestic king will enter. Who is this majestic king? The Lord of heaven's armies. He is the majestic king. Selah. Proverbs 6, 1-5 My child, if you have made a pledge for your neighbor, if you have become a guarantor for a stranger, if you have been ensnared by the words you have uttered, and have been caught by the words you have spoken, then, my child, do this in order to deliver yourself, because you have fallen into your neighbor's power. Go, humble yourself, and appeal firmly to your neighbor. Permit no sleep to your eyes or slumber to your eyelids. Deliver yourself like a gazelle from a snare, and like a bird from the trap of the fowler. Okay, so we've reached the point in the book of Exodus where there is a showdown between Egypt's Pharaoh and the God of the Hebrews, and plagues have begun to devastate Egypt. And at each turn, Pharaoh's warned, and, and God gives signs, but Pharaoh can't conceive of, what, like, who is this God? Like, who is this Lord of the Hebrews? He can't conceive of, like... He thinks he's a god, right? So there's this slave god coming and trying to tell him what to do. And he can't conceive of a god higher than himself and the gods of Egypt that have made the empire. And so lots of things happened. The Nile River, the, the, the fresh water source for the people was turned to blood. Frogs come upon the land and invade everywhere. Gnats swarm and infest the land. And then the flies come and I'm not a big fan of flies myself. They contaminated the whole countryside and and then the Egyptian livestock. Oh man. And then boils. Boils break out on the bodies of the population of Egypt. And then hail that had never been seen since the time that Egypt had been had been formed as a nation, uh, fell from the sky and destroyed the crops. And every time Pharaoh's calling to Moses and begging him to, to ask God, this Hebrew God, to take it away, and each time God removes the plague, 
And each time Pharaoh becomes stubborn and and refuses to to bow the knee, basically, to give reverence and honor to God and do what he, he asks. Ooh, there's stories there, lots of stories from lots of angles, but there's a lot for us to consider there in our own lives. How much devastation did we see coming? Were we warned about that we didn't have to go into? We just listen, just bow the knee. Yeah, there's things for us to watch as this story unfolds. Then in Matthew, we have a, a pretty famous story. There's this young man, is a devout, very, very godly man. It's the story known as the rich young ruler. And an important question is asked to Jesus, what do I need to do to have eternal life? So like, like an easy question. Basically, this is like a, a serious question. And, and, and Jesus responds that, that the man should, should obey the commandments that are in the scriptures. And the man says that that's what he, that's what he does. That's what he has been doing. And Jesus says, if you want to be perfect, go sell all you have and give, and give it to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. And then, and then come follow me. And that's a, that's an interesting thing because we watch Jesus call all of his disciples the same way. Come follow me. So there's this invitation to this man who walks away sad because he's got a bunch of money. And what we're seeing begin to materialize as we watch Jesus is that he sees what's really going on. So this idea in our culture of a curated life where each of us have our, are our own brand right? And we're representing ourselves to the world. We're like curating our lives for social media and we're just looking the right way at church and we're just trying to do everything to look the right way when things may be really not correct within us. We just want them to look correct on the outside. Jesus is going after this. This has been going on for thousands of years. Like our iteration might be social media, but this has been going on for thousands of years. It's been going on since the book of Genesis, right? When humanity discovered it was naked and hid. And this is what we see. And so what we see when we're watching Jesus is that he has the ability to understand, first of all, what's being presented isn't all that there is. This isn't the whole story. There's like a whole backstory. What's the truth? And that's what we will see in Jesus as we follow this forward, as he encounters people. What is the truth? If we can get there, there's something to work with. But if we're, if we're working with something that's false, nothing true is going to come from it. So we see Jesus moving behind with this man to where the truth is because he, he invited this rich man to get rid of this one thing that gave him his identity, his status, his security, this one thing that would be more important to him than God, even though he's obeying all of God's commands. 
And then Jesus invites him to come and follow me. So we get this opportunity to kind of look at our ourselves. What would that be for us? Like, if we actually got to come to Jesus today and say, what do I got to do here? And Jesus could see right through you, could see behind what's going on to what's real inside you. And he were to point that thing out and say, that's the thing, though. That's the thing. That's your idol. Like, you're worshiping that. You're depending on that. You're trusting in that. Like, how how would, would we go away sad then? Because what we'll find in Jesus, what we'll find in the Bible, but what we'll certainly find in Jesus is that to follow him, that, that's not a partial commitment. There's no... There's no way to do that in a less than all sort of way. It's like an all or nothing proposition. And that's the thing. It's like an all or nothing proposition. Jesus isn't interested in being the frosting for your cake. He's interested in having your heart because he's in love with you. And so... Jesus, we love you. And we hear this and we learn this and we look at ourselves and it's easy to read the story and go, oh, that man, he just didn't know who he was talking to. He just didn't know what was going on or, or he was just bound up by his wealth. But if we have to make this a mirror and ask ourselves, what does that mean to us? Well, then there are things to talk about and Holy Spirit, we invite you to come talk to us about those things because we want the truth. That's what we're looking for, to live true. That's the offer of this gospel, that we don't have to hide. We don't have to hide from you. We don't have to hide from God. And if we don't have to hide from God, then we don't have to hide from anybody. We can be true. And so come Holy Spirit and show us what is in the way. We ask this in the name of Jesus, Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the website. So you can find out what's going on around here. The Daily Audio Bible app will do that and a lot more in the palm of your hand. So uh, download the app from the app store that works with your device. And then check out the different sections like the community section. That, that's where to get connected to the social media channels we participate in. So if you are on there, that's a good thing to follow along with for announcements and stuff like that. The community section is also where the prayer wall lives, and the prayer wall is for us here around the global campfire, taking this journey step-by-step, day-by-day. It's a place for us to just always know that no matter what, what happens, there's a fallback, there's a place we can go and say, help, I am going down here. I need prayer. I need my brothers and sisters. And that's what we do. We've spent a community that's, that's loved and prayed for each other over all of these years. And so that is the prayer wall. So be familiar with that. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if you find that the mission here to bring 
the word of God read fresh every day and offered freely to anyone who will listen anywhere on this planet, any time of day or night, and to build community around that rhythm, this global campfire that we show up at every day so that we know that we're taking steps together. We're in this together. We're on the same page. Literally, we're on the same page as we walk through life together this year. If that is life-giving to you, then thank you deeply, humbly for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996. Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good morning, Deb. My name is Tootsie calling from Central Texas. I am lifting my son-in-law up for prayer, asking for prayer for Tyler. He was born with a congenital lung issue that just recently on December 31st caused him some severe problems. Uh, He is in ICU in Central Texas in Dallas. This is the third hospital. What is going on with him is extremely rare. And I just ask for guidance for the doctors, wisdom for them to know what to do to treat him. Um, It has been one thing after another. And right now we are praying against blood clots strengthening his heart and strengthening his left good lung. If y'all would please stand with me and pray for complete, utter deliverance and healing for Tyler. I know Jehovah Rapha, he is our healer and he will heal Tyler. Tyler and my daughter have a 13 month old. It was just the most precious little baby and a truly in the bottom of my heart want Tyler around to raise my grandson and to be with my daughter. So if you would please pray with me for complete healing and wisdom for Tyler's doctors would truly be appreciated. They ask these things for total healing for Tyler. In Jesus' name, thank you. Hello, Dab community, wonderful Dab family, and you mighty, strong, and courageous prayer warriors out there. Uh, This is Vani in Northern California, and I am just so grateful for all of you. And I pray along with you every day. I don't call in often, but I pray along with you every day. Um, And we sometimes underestimate the power that we have in the access to the throne of God for, um, for one another and bearing one another's burdens and lifting one another up in prayer. I want to ask, uh, I do have a request today for a friend named Jan who has, uh, who had a, a mild stroke a few months ago 
and has been in the hospital several times with uh, bleeding in her brain. She's currently in the hospital, and I pray that you would, I ask that you would lift her up with me for healing, for strength, for encouragement for her husband. And um, I just pray that she'll come home and that they'll find the source of, of what's going on and be able to deal with it. But just please lift her up for encouragement today. Thank you so much. I love you all. This is for Darren, who lost his daughter and two other relatives. I just want you to know, Darren, that as you sit Shiva, for your daughter, the DAB community is there with you. And Lord, we ask that the Holy Spirit bring comfort to Darren and his family. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hi, everyone. This is Trusting God in South Carolina. I'm calling for my friend's daughter, Ansley. She's only two years old, and she's been struggling with a brain tumor for months. Um, her grandmother called me and said that it has spread now to her spine, and they are going to continue with chemo and radiation, but they don't expect her to live. I know God is able. Our God is a healer, the Hover Rapha. So please join me in praying for miracle healing for this sweet child of Ansley and also for comfort for her family who are, are struggling, of course. She is an only child. Thank you, family. I love you all, and I am praying along with you for the needs of the rest of the DAV family. 